0: What are you listening to? You're listening, you
1: listening to the Get To Know Podcast. Get to know. You're to Get to know. What's happening guys, this is Liam and you're locked into the Get To Know Podcast. If you're listening right now, big up yourself, I appreciate you. Shout out the regular listeners. Shout out the first-time listeners. Shout out everyone following on the socials. Shout out to the people sharing the posts. Shout out to the people commenting on the posts, because that's a big thing. I need comments. But if you're just liking and following, big up yourself too. Shout out to all the people that have, you know, given me any words of encouragement. Uh, people that are liking the show, big love to you guys. And shout out to the YouTube subscribers as well, Asesia. Alright, so, on to my guest for this week. I'm really happy to get him on, just because his career path is one that I really wanted at a time. You know, he went to uni to study sports journalism, then... He got a placement at Sky Sports, and then he got a job at Sky Sports, and now he's the video manager of Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. So that's some career path, and and I was really keen to speak to him about his journey because a lot of people aspire to be sports journalists, so I thought it would be a great person to get on. I really appreciate it because he's someone that usually is on Uh, Usually behind the camera, not in front of it, so he's kind of stepped out of his comfort zone a bit here So I do really appreciate him coming on But yeah, I think you'll enjoy this This is Yanni Macarunas It's the Get To Know podcast and today I am joined by Wolves Video Manager, Yanni Macarinas. Yanni, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good, I'm good, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, really well, thank you. Again, thanks for coming on. I know you're very much used to being behind the camera instead of in front of it, so uh, it's much appreciated.
0: No problem. I'm a bit out of my comfort zone, but um,
1: I'm happy to do it for you, mate. Oh, mate, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. All right, so um, how things been recently? I mean, um, you know, football season's well and well. It's a bit of a different season. There's a lot of games. Uh, how has it been for you?
0: Uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's hard. It, uh, it's hard to uh, you know not from going from like a we've got like a really social team at Wolf, So we've got got like the media teams quite. You know, we're all good friends and we're used to everybody getting in the office at the same time and little. You know like we have little games where if you feel the loser you go and make the tease and like you know little things like that And we've got good camaraderie and we do things out of work together so to spend our well, best part of a year now not seeing anybody we literally we went to Olympiacos for a Europa League game on the flight back we were told you're going to uh, you're going to work from home for the foreseeable but obviously didn't think it would be a year do you know what i mean i thought it'd be maybe a couple of weeks three weeks four weeks and that and you'll be back at work but yeah we've had to change the way we work um especially the video department but yeah we, we've we been adaptable we've found a ways around things so we haven't lost out content still going out but i think the fans still like the stuff we do so yeah yeah it's been okay okay
1: good all right so i need to get uh, into things we'll do the quick fire round so mm-hmm. what it, What it is uh, I'll read out some questions I'll give you two options and you just got to give me your prepar preferred option okay okay yeah yeah no problem all right nice one all right so firstly English or maths
0: English I was better at English <laughs>
1: Messi or Ronaldo Messi films or TV series
0: TV series
1: Cats or dogs? Dogs. Xbox or PlayStation?
0: Add both. Uh PlayStation.
1: Orange juice or apple juice? Orange. Apple or Android? Apple. Nike or Adidas?
0: That's the hardest one. <laughs> uh Adidas, I think. Kanye
1: West or Jay-Z? Kanye. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Spider-Man or Batman? Batman. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Winter or Summer? Summer. All day. Good man. Finally... What is your favourite holiday destination?
0: Um, I'd have to say Cyprus, where me and my family are from, so.
1: I had a feeling you'd say that.
0: I go there regularly, but there's nothing like it. You know what I mean? It's Mm. nice. Nice. All
1: right, so Yanni, can you start by kind of telling me about growing up and how you first realised your ambition of working in football?
0: Okay, so I um, had, I mean, quite a unique, uh, you know, first few years, like we, uh, me and my younger brothers all grew up in a RAF base in Cyprus, so uh, it was kind of, it was great, great place to grow up, really safe, like uh, quite small community, everybody knew everybody, but then obviously you go out to the island and see family and stuff. So it's really, for the first sort of 12 years, like really, you know, really quite unique, but you know great place to grow up then we moved back to my mum's from Wolverhampton so we moved back to Wolves uh always wanted to be a footballer like since for like there's pictures of me as a little kid wearing Wolves kits from I don't know three years old or whatever you know hand me down kits and stuff so always wanted to be a footballer obviously wasn't good enough um hmm. and then yeah and then I, I, when I was about 16 17 I started thinking about what I wanted to do I've always been like that just I, I, I've always been quite clear in my mind what I wanted to do so I, I, I wanted to be involved in football if I wasn't going to be a player I wanted to do something so I started, I started writing I thought, I thought I'd be a, a journalist I thought I'd be like the Wolves correspondent and just go to all the games write reports but it's easier said than done so I tried started writing found it quite difficult but I enjoyed doing it uh oh, what did you UD. start writing so Yanni I was just I just used to write it's mad really to think I thought I thought like I would write like little opinion pieces on Wolves at the time, like we, were, we had Mick McCarthy as a manager and I'd write like, oh, I don't think he's got these tactics right this day or, you know, silly really thinking that your opinion matters at that point. But it was just to get used to writing, then I would send it to the journalists and people around, people around in that sort of, people who are experts in that field and they'd give me some feedback. So i enjoyed it i enjoyed it and i went to university and um did a sports journalism degree so kind of you know perfect perfect degree for for that role um and then yeah and whilst i was there i managed to get work experience at sky sports so uh lucky lucky in that sense you just friend of a friend of a friend gave me an email address that's all and i emailed I guess I've got a unique name, right? Macaroonis. They must have seen it. And one of the girls, I I spoke to her like years after and she said, literally, your name stood out as a unique name. I thought I'll email him back. So I'm lucky in that sense. And then I went down there, did two weeks work experience. um, And then, yeah, I was lucky. They offered me a role. They offered me a role as a production junior, which is like a... In America, they call them like gophers, like a runner, basically. So just busybody, like somebody's... If a guest, if like I don't know, for example, if Dwight York is ready at the gate, at the security gate, you you got to go and get him, take him to the studio, get him a cup of tea, a coffee, get him some food, make sure he's happy, give him his contract, get him to sign his contract. You know, like the, the niggly jobs that a producer doesn't want to have to think about on a yeah. on a show day. You were just there, there to make their life easy. So yeah, I did that i lived in london i did that for eventually sort of worked my way up to become an assistant producer um on a couple of football shows and then uh and then yeah and then after sort of six seven years in london i thought i'll, uh, I'll come home so came back to wolves
1: so uh, at what point did your attention change from you know the writing to being in front of the camera well, sorry working in the production
0: yeah, no, you're you right. I, I genuinely, we, at uni, we had a uh, broadcast journalism section of the course. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't, I didn't really like it. I was like, they, they had us trying to f- like film in games, like camera one position, camera two. And it's cold and you're in the middle of, no, in the middle of Stoke filming a game. It's freezing cold. I'm thinking, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? It's not. But then I went to Sky and then you see like programming and, you know that what goes into it and the production values that sky have and then you know I quickly i quickly found my little role within within that industry so i, I wasn't i wasn't say on live sport i was on um, a show called fantasy football club which was like a kind of like we had we had ex-pros coming on and we talked to them or ex-pros and current professionals and we talked to them about their career and the players they played with and the managers they played under and, and at the end we'd ask them to pick the best 11 players they played with it's called one to 11 and um yeah i love that show and and then you know because we were a small quite a tight-knit team i got responsibility quite quickly i was able to go out and shoot and yeah when when you get to do that stuff it's really exciting but I never ever wanted to be in front of camera, I always wanted to be producing, directing that kind of thing, writing questions, you know.
1: So prior to you getting your work experience at Sky, were you still very much thinking that you wanted to uh, you were still focused on doing the writing?
0: Yeah, 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 genuinely. And and, and not because I thought I was very good at it, and not because uh, not because it it was exactly what I wanted to do, but it was some it was like a way of being close to football like working in the industry without working directly in the industry, do you know what I mean, like you've got to be, to be in football you've got to be really, as obviously we all know, to to be a player you've got to be exceptional, but then to be part of the backroom staff you've also got to be exceptional, like it's, like I work with these guys now and they're like, they're so talented in in their field, and they are the the top of their field, and there's thousands below them that are trying to get the jobs at all, so I, I didn't know if I had that, so I was trying to be realistic, and. I was lucky. I went into TV, and and, uh, and yeah, I was sort of. I didn't know it was in me, but there was like a passion there that I didn't really know I had. So.
1: Yeah. So um, talk to me about the placement and, and how significant that was for you.
0: It really was. I mean, um, I went. I went down, and and you sort of really wide-eyed, you know. Uh, my, my. I remember my nan. Um, me and my nan, I think, went halves. Um, on like a hotel room down there like I didn't have any money do you know what I mean so but we know it's worth it so she's give me some money I put half together we put this I've, I've got a uh, hotel room in like a little sort of B&B around the corner from Sky I went went in and, and it was kind of dead like it was the end of the season so there's nothing there's nothing really happening it was like they just had me delivering mail to people and I was really hoping you know I'll get to see something and then you get to go you get to stand behind the scenes at some shows and stuff but you know you're thinking you don't want to impose yourself too much because there's people are busy and you know whatever you don't want to come across as brash or but uh but yeah there was a guy um he's a presenter of soccer m now john fenley fenners oh yeah and he he'd left sky for a period and then and then come back and and he was sort of starting coming up with a a concept for a show called take it like a fan which was like a quiz show he used to do out with fans at stadiums and uh and yeah he said like can we all he said oh i need some young people because his show's aimed at like 18 to 21 year olds i was that age bracket so he pulled me and all the runners into a room and he said look i want some ideas from you guys This type of guy he is he's you know he's quite innovative and stuff so he was he asked us into a room and. Yeah, I remember uh, after about 15 minutes, I was comfortable enough to chip in with a few ideas, and he must have liked what I said. So he said the next day, he was like, are you busy tomorrow? I said, no. He said, I'm going to film a pilot of this show at the Emirates. Do you want to come with me? So, of course, I, I, you know, buzzing, I went with him. And, um, and yeah, he must have liked me, because um, a few months later, one of the girls, they're quite, you know, the girls that... Um, used to look after the runners. They were, you know, quite a cutthroat, they have to be. And I remember she rang me, uh, a lady called Pippa, she rang me and she was like, look, I wasn't blown away by you. I thought you were, you know, all right. But but, but Fener's really liked you. So that, you know, he, he told me to have a chance on you. Uh, he told me to take a chance on you and um, and we have. And it was literally like that. So I'm lucky that one guy liked me, thought, thought I had some potential. And then yeah, and then and then they offered me a role as a production junior or a runner, but um, I was still in I was still at uni. I was in my second year, so uh, I kind of, it sounds mad. I, I said, "Oh, can I can I um, can I delay? Can I come back in when I finish my degree?" I took a gamble. I thought, thought they're going to say no chance. Like you missed your chance, but again, I was lucky. They said, "Yeah, yeah, just come when you finish your degree. Send us an email. We'll we'll find something for you." So I literally finished my degree, went on holiday to like Magaluf with my friends for like four days and then went straight, packed all my things up and went to London, so it was a bit of a whirlwind but um, I'm really glad I did it. That's
1: pretty much hitting the jackpot really, like getting a role at Sky, you know, as soon as you finish uni, I think for a lot of people that want to get into that field, that's maybe like they kind of expect to work their way up to something like that and even
0: then it's it's not guaranteed, so how was that getting
1: that rule like
0: at that time it it was it was amazing don't be wrong it was it was amazing and and when you go down it's not it's a it's a foot in the door at an amazing company but it's not an amazing job yet do you know what i mean it's like it 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 is graft so you're on you're on you've got no real security you're on like a shift by shift contract so if you do if you do one shift in a week you're getting paid for that one shift nothing else okay so so you've got to like and 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 luckily we were all we all we were all mates and we all played football and there was no animosity. People weren't it wasn't a rat race. People weren't you know stitching each other up to get shifts. We all helped each other out and it was a it was a nice situation. But I imagine that some some other companies it might be a bit dog eat dog. Do you know what I mean? But it yeah. wasn't. It was it was a nice place. But yeah, you you start off you do. I remember, like you'd, you'd go in for a shift, like on a, a cricket shift, and the, the match is being played in Australia. And you turn up five in the morning. You got to make forty cups of tea twice an hour, every hour. Um, feed everybody. Uh, you do the auto queue so you, you literally like you got a little dial, and you like move the auto cue for the presenter so they can read it. Like they're not they're not very difficult tasks, but. Yeah, you you it was you, you worked hard and but then it was kind of your uh scholarship, you know, like you did it for a year and then, or or a year or two and then and then hopefully a show take you on and say um uh, a show will take you on and, and then you become part of their production staff.
1: So going into the workplace after uni, I mean, was it were there any things that you kind of didn't learn at uni that were kind of a surprise when you got there? No. Positive or negative, but just like something that you maybe wasn't prepared for.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot to be honest. Um, because I didn't do because I didn't do TV, uh, you know. Because I didn't do TV, yeah. I was I was sort of learning from from scratch really. I was um, I had I had the I, I knew about journalistic values and things like I don't know if you. If you're gonna make, if you're gonna make a graphic, or if you're gonna say something on a TV show, you've got it's gotta be correct. You've got to cross cross reference and make sure you've spelt things correctly, and you're using people's uh, correct spellings and things. I, I knew all of that from uni, and sure. and I knew, you know, like I don't know, silly things like if you're filming with a minor, you've got to get permission and all those kind of logistical and law things. But in terms of TV itself, I don't really know how anything worked. I just just tried to be a sponge I just tried to like do as many shifts as I could with as many people as I could never thought I knew better than them because I didn't just try to listen and and um and yeah like like harking back to that guy Fenner's um he so well, not, a, not a lot of people might know this but he actually not only is a presenter but he's the executive producer as well so he writes pretty much the whole show um okay and and he did he did that for soccer um you know back in the day when everyone says about the glory years with love joy and uh, tubes and sheephead he he was the producer back then so pretty much couldn't I couldn't wish for someone better to learn from really you know he teach you all sorts of things and sometimes yeah sometimes he give you a bollocking you know like that's not that's not right you've got to be better than that but uh I, I remember that I literally remember those things to this day like and and I'll try and and sometimes when, with a video staff at Wolves, sometimes I'll try and imprint that the things he said to me on onto them you yeah? know
1: so uh, obviously, before anything, you're a football fan. So, were uh, there any times where you're a little bit starstruck by someone that you've, you've worked with? or someone's come in?
0: Uh, do you know what? No, quick, you, you, the only time I was actually not starstruck by uh, footballers, but because I think you just quickly, you just quickly got used to them being around. Yeah, but. But um, I remember we once I, I I I've always been a big boxing fan as well. My uncle was a big boxing fan as a kid, and and um, some of my, my best friends at, at Highfields were were boxing when I was playing football and stuff. And you know, and uh, I've always had like a keen interest in it. And they once they once said that Mike Tyson was coming over for something. Uh, some like behind you know behind the ropes that John Gielsen does the programme he was like that you know I don't even know if it went out because I think it was it was during his court case and things like that it was all a bit dodgy but I remember he remember he came and I was lucky enough to be on the shift and I remember being quite stash you know like baddest man on the planet he's he's there you know so yeah him and then and then uh, we also had Noel we also had Noel Gallagher on um, on Fantasy Football Club which was which was cool as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that was really cool. So yeah, the, the, I I would not starstruck in that. In that, I just I just kept quiet. I didn't I didn't like try and call, start any conversation. I was proper watching my tongue. You know, I didn't want to say anything stupid. Yeah, that, but, I bet. But yeah, really cool.
1: So Sky Sports is kind of like the the holy grail for sports broadcasting in this country and I imagine like you know a lot like I said earlier, a lot of sports journalists or uh, promising sports journalists would want to work there at some point. Like I remember around about the time when I was starting uni, I'd heard that you were working at Sky Sports and I was a bit like, oh wow, like you know, just a a lad from Wolverhampton can, you know, end up getting a job there. So what advice would you give to people that want to get into that? What advice would you give to them?
0: I genuinely, I, I think it's about being like just as persistent as, as possible, really. And and you, you have to you have to be in the right place at the right time and be lucky. Like I was lucky. I didn't do anything special. I'm, I'm not going to say like I was, uh, you know, ridiculously determined. I I, you know, I did I did everything that I, uh, I could and. Um, uh, I, th- I, th- I just think also, like, if you ever get, if you get the foot in the door, just, it sounds silly, but, like, things like manners and politeness and, and just good, good morals and things, you know, like, I feel like that, it's, a, it, it, somewhere like Sky especially was, was so, like, people orientated in that, if somebody backed you and somebody liked you, you could go far. Okay. So, it's just, and also, it's about treating everybody, this, like, literally everybody the same, so... You know, like somewhere like Sky, the security, the guys on security. If you if you thought you were better than them, or you got a bit comfortable and you feel like you don't have to, I don't need to speak to them. Those are the guys that would help you out when your say your guest was there and you weren't. They'd make him a cup of tea and look after him, and, and that reflected well on you. Whereas if they didn't like you, ah, oh, runner didn't come to pick him up. Sorry, not my, And then and then you, that you can get in trouble. So I don't know. I just like we're lucky out. Our mum and dad, like, I don't know, my mum also instilled these morals and I, I don't know. I, just, I, would, I didn't do anything special. I'm, I'm not, I didn't do anything special. I just, I, I was lucky. I got a, I got a good opportunity. I was persistent. I continued to email and email and email. And I probably annoyed them at times. You know, hi, just chasing up on this. and Sorry to be a pain, but um, can I just ask you about this? But yeah, I would say anyone, anyone just, just keep, keep. Plugging away, and and uh, when you get your chance, just uh, treat treat every single person the way you want to be treated, because they you don't know what they do, and they might they might be able to give you a little leg up. You're listening to the Get to Know podcast.
1: said you know after like six seven years you fancied going home and now you're in the the role that you're in so can you talk to me about how that came about
0: yeah um so i was I, i wasn't like i wasn't actively looking to leave but um london's expensive and it is and like paying rent in a room i pay i pay less for my mortgage now than i used to pay for a room like a literally a one bedroom in a in a flat So it was, you know, it was expensive and I'd been there for a while and there's a clear path at Sky and you can, you can get on, but until you get, you know, until you earn big, big money in London, it's, you, you living's really hard. So I was looking at maybe moving out of London and commuting in and stuff like that. And then, um, and then yeah, a guy from our school, actually from Highfields, Josh Power, he's a content manager at Wolves, he was a year above me at school. And he just said, he just happened to say, well, he happened to say to me, um, our video guy's leaving. Do you know anyone that would be like would be good? And I was like, Oh yeah, I, 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 like me. <laughs> and he's he's thinking that you you don't want to leave Sky and and I said no. I'd like for something like Wolves and coming home and my, my my missus is is still here. My family is still here. Um, I definitely consider it. Look, I, let's have a chat and then I was I happened to be back because uh, it was the end of the football season back in June, so I was back home anyway. So I just I just like drove to Molyneux one day, had a chat with him and the head of media at the time, Paul Berry. We had just a chat about where the Wolves' content was at, the things they could improve on, the where I saw, where, where I saw my skills and where I could help them. And, um, and then, yeah, and then, and it's it just seemed perfect, like the perfect role at the perfect time. So I came home and um, yeah, did it. And, yeah, it's been brilliant. Been really lucky. So, uh, what does your role entail? So it's it's changed it's changed a lot. Uh, video manager now is probably what it sounds like. I actually ma- I manage the video department. So it's uh, myself. I deal so myself, and then uh, like above me is is Josh. So the guy that uh, I spoke to on the phone all those years ago. So me and him look after the con the video content at Wolves. But I head up the video department, and then yeah, it's it's grown now. So there's me, and then Uh, in my team are two video producers uh like really talented producers like the type that you know you're probably well aware of you know shoot and edit their own stuff and uh real eye for it and then we've got a motion graphics editor who's um who's brilliant and then a a presenter that we just hired this summer full-time presenter and she's really good as well so yeah we're a small team in terms of the premier league but i feel like we, we kind of punch above our weight like a lot of people say to me, "Oh, Wolves! This stuff's really good," and that's because of that's because of the team. Like we just got look, we we got really lucky to have some really good people working for us.
1: Okay, you feel very proud about that.
0: Yeah, I am. I am. I mean, I was lucky because when I joined, it was just me. Oh, okay. I was the video team on my own, and and uh, and it was that twenty seventeen eighteen when Wolves won the championship with like a hundred points, and there was you know ridiculous like Cardiff away and Middlesbrough and all these ridiculous games that we were involved in and then we won the league and then there was um, a big trophy parade through town and I was having to cut and edit all these film and cut all these things myself you know ridiculous hours and working alongside Josh you know it was really it was tough it was tough but you did it because I'm a Wolves fan and it was just an amazing time but yeah as soon as we got in the Premier League I remember saying to our boss the head of media like we need more people in the video team because you know the Premier League's even more demands so then, then we had another one we added one more person and the first Premier League season was two of us and then the third Premier, the second Premier League season was four and then this season we've added a presenter so yeah hopefully it'll just keep growing and growing yeah. and, uh, and I was lucky enough to get in at the base level
1: yeah you know it's funny um a friend of mine who went to the wolves parade um when you got promoted he said he saw you on the bus but he said like yeah you look like you had a lot on your plate at that time so it's nice to see that yeah i was was
0: sweating i was sweating (laughs) Um, i remember he um so we got we there the players were at the art gallery and they were doing like sort of dignitaries with the mayor and things like that and we'd hired a freelance cameraman, a guy I've known for years. Uh, I worked with him at Sky, and he's a Sky Sports cameraman. So we hired him for the day because you know you've got to get you've got to get professional for a day like that. So he was there, and we were going through all his kit. And we basically we'd been at West Park, left a load of kit at West Park, and then walked up to the art gallery. And we were there, and we're going through the kit, and then we realised he didn't he forgot his cards, his memory cards for his camera. And the players were coming out in like fifteen minutes. I had like a. Tracksuit on, and he had like jeans, and that's how I said, Look, I've got a tracksuit on, I'll run. So I just sprinted to West Park, got these cards, sprinted back. So when your mate saw me, maybe I was, uh, maybe I was still recovering from that run. And so I, hard, hard graph. So are
1: you, um, editing? So was your role editing all of the videos? About like, were you filming them yourself as well?
0: Or I, I did, I did everything, yeah, at the start, shoot and edit. We, um, you know, I learnt on the job. I'd never done it before at Sky. You're always a producer, and you've got you know these ridiculous, amazing cameramen with 20 years' experience, and you just sort of say, oh, I want," you know, "I want it to look like this," and they just make it happen, and you don't really, and you take all the credit basically. But um, but yeah, when I moved to, when I went to Wolves, it was like you got to shoot it yourself now and learn how to use this camera yourself, edit yourself, because I used to just at Sky, you sit in a room with an editor and he. He helps you chop it all up, and you just you sort of guide him through. Whereas now I'm the editor, so yeah, I just learnt on my feet. Like if I look back at the edits I did when I first joined Wolves, they're embarrassingly bad, do you know what I mean? But you just get used to it. And I was lucky that because of Sky, I had the I had the value, the production value. So I knew like basically I set a, I set like a bit of a it sounds a bit daft, but I set like a mantra where if if I wouldn't have put it out, if we wouldn't have put it out on Sky, then I don't want it to go out on Wolves' channels. That yeah. was my that was my thing, like. You know, and it can't always be the way, but I always try to think that, you know, if, if, if if we, if my producer at Sky would have said, uh, no, that's not good enough, then it shouldn't go on Wolves' channels. We should treat Wolves' channels like a broadcaster. So that's what we try and do. And that's what I always tried to do. And, you know, sometimes it meant I was ringing up old editors from Sky saying, oh mate, how do I do this thing? Or, you know, I'm trying to work out how to do this little graphic or this transition. How do I do it? they just talked me through it and I'm glad they were like patient enough to help me out but yeah got there in the end I think.
1: Nice so uh, how has your role changed since when you first started?
0: It's changed a lot I mean now now it's a lot of meetings and um, people saying you know like different departments at the football club will come to you and say oh we want this video for a commercial partner Um, we you know we want some time with Connor Cody at this time we're gonna film something and we want it done by two weeks time and then I, I will sort of manage that whole process of if it's realistic if, if actually no it needs to be three weeks because the video team have got this this and this on already uh, so it's a lot of like management and a lot less shooting and editing but um if we have a big if we have a big project or a signing or New contract, I'll I'll do the I'll 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 be there for those ones, but yeah, it's a lot of um, managing the basically allowing the the producers the space to just film and edit and not have to worry about all the sort of nonsense. You know what I mean? I'll will look after that.
1: Yeah. So, um, do you miss being you know that hands on?
0: Ah, uh, it's hard. I I'll be honest. I'm much I'm much much better at like knowing what i want and knowing how to change something than maybe practically doing it myself i think uh i think the guys i always say to the guys now like they're way more talented with the camera than i was uh you know if you ask me to do it it will be in focus it'll look nice but don't expect anything too flashy like I, i know what i can do and i'll do that whereas these guys are you know they're they've been doing it off their own backs for years and and it's their real passion whereas i think mine i think i I'm, I'm more about planning and producing rather than shooting and editing yeah like i can do them both and when times are you know when we're up against it i always muck in and help the guys out again but they're way quick they're quicker than me they're, they're better than me at it so i'll just i just keep managing it
1: like, it must be, the timing of you taking this role must be amazing because it's like, this is what, World's most successful uh, period of your lifetime. So to be like, so involved at this time must be amazing for you as a fan.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been, um, it's ridiculous really. Like, I wouldn't have thought that when I joined in, it was like June, 2017, I joined. So noon, no, maybe August, Nuno came in June and, and I didn't think, you know, you thought that they've managed to get an amazing manager yeah. Uh, with Champions League experience, but that doesn't always guarantee promotion. And then, and then they they stormed the league. They played ridiculous football. And then we went up, and you know, I, I've been, i got to go to Wembley. Uh, I went to China on a pre-season tour, which was. Like it's an amazing experience, and then, uh, and then, yeah, and in Europe, which Europa League, and going to all these different countries with Wolves, team you support, and yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I know, I know how lucky I am. So, are you at every match? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, since lockdown, uh, or since the pandemic, sorry, we've um, we started doing a show, a match day, a match day show, which I produce so i don't do any sort of filming or editing like i used to on a match day i'm producing this live show a bit like what we're doing now just uh, f- through a through an online platform i've got uh, a commentator and a co-commentator at the stadium and then we've got two pundits at home chris uolumo and Carla Kimi normally sometimes okay. sometimes sam ricketts will come on as well uh, they're great guys and they we kind of do like a pre-match build-up show we get like a uh a, 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 a sort of a pundit or an ex-professional from the other team. So say we, like this weekend we're playing Aston Villa. We've got Stylian Petrov, the old Villa midfielder. He's going to come on talk to us for five, ten minutes. It's quite a fluid show. So he jumps on Zoom, talks to us for five minutes. We say goodbye to him. Then we talk about the game, talk about uh, what's happened in the week past and stuff like that. And then we build up to the game Then we do a bit of half-time analysis and a bit of full-time analysis. So I produce that um, and I, I tend to be just in the press box next to the commentator. So he, okay. all his all his outputs plug into my computer and then I stream it. So I am I do a lot. I get to watch the games, so I'm really lucky. Nice.
1: So do you work quite closely with the first team and I'll take it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean less so now because of um because of the pandemic, um we have like a the the club have like a bubble where a testing bubble. Um so the players are getting tested twice a week every single week and um and at the start of the pandemic I was part of that bubble so I would be tested twice a week with the players I would shoot training uh shoot any features that needed shooting and then sort of liaise with the doctor talk to the doctor you know is this footage okay and the you know like cuz it's difficult because of perspective like I might be filming the players and they they are abiding covid protocols they're staying 2 meters or whatever but on camera it looks a bit close and so you've got to be setting the right example to fans. So I'd liaise with a doc and he would say, yeah, maybe lose that shot. That one looks a bit close and things like that. But then um, as we got through the pandemic, the producers have gone in a bubble and I'm now out. So, uh, so yeah, I haven't had a lot to do with the first team for maybe the six months, you know, but um, before this, before COVID, yeah, we, yeah, um, we work, you know, we work, we see them regularly and work closely with players, yeah. You're listening to the Get to Know podcast. Who's, who's the funniest player in the Wall squad? Funniest? Yeah. Uh, it's tough. I mean, probably, I mean, Conor Cody's a really obvious one because he's just a, like an amazing guy. Big character. Really friendly and exactly what you see is what, you, like, what he's like off camera is exactly what he's like on camera. He's just really bubbly and friendly but I'd say funny probably Pedro Neto he's a funny, oh, yeah. funny guy like yeah he's quite a funny guy always, mm. he always seems to be pulling pranks with the I don't know, always know what they're saying they're talking Portuguese sometimes but the other players find it really funny as well so and uh, what's the most challenging part of the role uh, do you know what There, is, I mean there isn't really it's I'd say I'd say the only thing is in football it's in football you've just got to be really reactive. So so say like a sign-in comes in and he's like, he's getting on a plane from Spain at 10 o'clock at night. You might get a text saying, sign-in's going to be arriving t- tonight. First thing tomorrow morning, we need to do his video. We need to do his announcement video. We need to do his interview, blah, blah, blah. And so all the plans you might have had for that week are just gone, you know, and you just have to react to that. And sometimes the hours are long and stuff like that. But I think as long as you're, Passionate about it and you enjoy it, then it's not, it's not really a complaint, is it? Mm. People do a lot worse. Uh, yeah.
1: And uh, your highlights since starting?
0: Ah, uh, um, I mean nothing to do with me. Just, just the, 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 what the team have done and like being able to, but like being on that, being on that, being on that, uh, being on that open-top bus, like driving through. City we grew up in, like you drive, you're going for a man on a horse and looking out, and there's a hundred thousand people in walls. And I remember um, one of my one of my best mates from Highfields was was down like street level with his, with his missus and he rang me and I remember him just saying like, "Oh, you know, you should be proud of yourself and that kind of thing." And I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, like you know, this is a pretty amazing moment." Yeah. And I, I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> it's nothing. It's not. It's not on me, but. Still pretty cool to be um, be up there with the players and stuff. Oh, of course, yeah. man. I do who runs the the Wolves
1: TikTok because I've seen some pretty funny videos on there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a um, that's the two producers I told you about. They're, okay, uh, they're a bit younger than me, so they they'll send they'll send me they'll send we got a WhatsApp group for the video team, and they'll they'll just drop a WhatsApp video in, and, and I'll be like, I don't I don't know I don't get it like. It seems funny to me, but I don't know—is it good? And then, and then they put it out there and it gets like millions of views in a few days. So yeah, they're really—they're really, they're really like on on the button with that kind of thing, and they follow all the trends and the sounds. And yeah, um, yeah, the two producers, Tom and Megan, they're uh, they're really good. Yeah, man, they're doing a
1: great job. Like, so I I'm not on TikTok myself, but some of them they make it onto Twitter. And um, yeah, I do have a bit of a chuckle to myself. So fair play to. Them. So like, since you and I went to uni, you know, YouTube and social media has grown significantly and journalism is kind of changing, like there's a lot more fan-based content and like the bigger broadcasters like Sky and BBC, like they're clearly trying to adapt to that. And so now I think people don't necessarily see the established broadcasters as their only, you know, route into the industry and having, no. you know, success. So. With that in mind, do you think a degree in sports journalism is as valuable as it once was?
0: It's really, it's hard. there's two. I think it's two, two sides of the coin. Because I think I don't think I would have got where I got to without my degree. My degree meant I got the foot in the door at Sky, and then I only got the job at Wolves because I was at Sky. If I'm being honest with myself, you know, they, I, I didn't. I didn't have any. I didn't have any camera experience. I didn't have any editing experience really myself. But I'd been at Sky Sports and I had their values, their production values, and I knew I knew what made good TV and what didn't make good TV. Well, I, th- I like to think I did. Um, so from that from that instance, yeah, I, I still think there's a I think there's a lot to be said for like you know jour- journalistic values and understanding what journalism is and when you're crossing the line, you know when it's, something's in public interest and when it isn't in public interest, and you know when. I think you know. There's, I don't. I, I, have got like pet hates where people will put things out with spelling mistakes or, or, or you know they don't follow some of the principles that maybe you should do right. But then, but then I also understand. But then from the same, on the other token, like when we were employing the two producers I've employed since I've been at Walls, I didn't know if either of them went to uni. I didn't even know. Like it was, it was weird. It was like. I should have looked, but I did. I, I don't remember looking. And then we were sat in the office like two, two three months later, and I was talking about uni. And they, they both went, Oh, like, look at you, I wish I'd have gone to uni. And I, I was like, I didn't realise you hadn't. Because when they sent the job role in, I looked at their showreel before I looked at anything else. First thing we looked at was their showreel and the, their work. Um, and then, yeah, and then the type, of, the type of clients or people that they'd worked with but mainly their their work itself their showreel um, and then and then we got them in the door and then we did a practical test to make sure that you know their showreel's legit and it's their work and it, and they they can shoot, they can shoot and edit to this level that they're showing me um, and all of that was a priority above their degree so yeah probably lying if i say it's what it used to be i think i think it's more about building a portfolio of work
1: so, with that in mind, you know a lot of people are making their own content and trying to get into industry that way. So, what advice would you give to, say, independent content creators regarding video production?
0: I think I think just having um, like values in what you do. So. You know always having high standards and if, if, if you didn't get something right the first time I'd go and shoot it again make sure it's make sure it's right because you know it's not not me being a snob it's just the people you know like say the people who are say me at wolves if you wanted to work in a if you wanted to be a part of the video team at wolves then i'm looking at your work so if 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 you did something on one day and you know ah it's a bit soft there wasn't a bit out of focus or could have done that a bit differently. I think just having those, having those values and keeping, and making sure that your work is as good as it could possibly be. And then, and then, I don't know, like storytelling, I think. I think uh, making sure your, your work is unique and yeah. tells a story. Okay, cheers. All
1: right, so, now just a couple of questions, just speaking as a Wolves fan, uh, who would you say is your favorite mm-hmm. Wolves player, past or present?
0: Past or present. Yeah. Uh, really hard. Um, see I should say Steve Ball because it's the obvious choice. He's but... he, he's a bit he's a bit he's a bit he's a bit before my time really. Uh, I remember like Jolie and Lescott just being amazing, like too good for too good for the championship and too good for us at the time. So Maybe him.
1: And favorite Wolves match. Ever. Yeah. Well, it's from your lifetime.
0: Okay. Uh, I think it's it's uh, it's not a big one because when you consider the games I have got to work in, but I'll just go with one as a when I was a fan. Um, we beat West Brom uh, in 2007. Jay Bothroyd scored the winner, and. Um, That season I went to like 25 games or something. I went home and away, I went to loads. It was the first time I really went home and away all the time and I was 16. So my mom sort of said, yeah, you can go go on your own now. And uh, I watched Albion beat us like, they beat us 3-0 at at Albion, then they beat us 3-0 at Molyneux in the FA Cup. And um, you know, it was, and to see us beat them and the atmosphere that day and yeah I remember it being really special yeah and this one might be a bit more difficult
1: but favourite Wolves goal favourite Wolves goal
0: yeah uh, it's not I'm that difficult uh, Sylvani Banks Blake um, he scored a goal at Charlton uh, I thought you might uh, say that <laughs> yeah when it the, the, the little trick through the legs yeah and left foot I think the commentator says something about abracadabra or something I remember like playing it all the time yeah it's my favorite i used to when i went to uni like none of the guys i was with you know they were like there was a scouser a guy from portsmouth a guy from wales and i remember just like hammering them with sylvani banks Blake videos all the time <laughs> uh, you need to see how good this guy is watch his goal watch his goal so he might be up there for my favorite actually i forgot mm. that sylvan um yeah that goal definitely
1: and uh, what do you make of this season? It's been a bit uh, a tricky one so far, um, ups and downs. But yeah, what's your take on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it's weird, right? Because you, as soon as you work in the media team, you, you kind of like turn all your football opinions off because you, you, you're used to being around like these pros, and they know what I think. I know football, and then you go and chat to them, and like I know nothing compared to what they know. You know what I mean? So. I don't tend to like have much of an opinion on it really except for like you know obviously I'm gutted when they lose and I'm happy when they win but I think uh, I think just it's such a strange time and there's you know we've had all the, all the time Nuno's been here we've never had injuries and then all of a sudden we're getting you know big injuries to big players all at the same time so I think to be honest um, where we're at it's okay like all things considered we've Strange season and uh, all the injuries we've had. Yeah, I think it's been, it. and there's still time, right? There's still, it's, it, I know, I know it's like March now, but it, it feels like it should. The season should be over like in a month, but we have still got 11 games. so mm-hmm. They could well finish in the top 10, and I think that's a pretty good season. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. Alright, so just before we wrap things up, I want to do the trivia mm-hmm. section, so for you it will be Wolves, Okay. so we'll see how you get on. Okay. Alright, first question, in what year were Wolves last champions of England? A, 1949, B, 1959, or C, 1969? B. B, 1959, that is correct good start all right next question in what country was Nuno Espirito Santo born is it A Portugal B Cape Verde or C São Tomé and Príncipe C I think C that is correct even I didn't know that one before prior to this
0: there's a really good um, he did an article with uh, Henry Winter oh did he yeah, and uh, it's one of the first ones I've ever seen where he talks about where he grew up. Oh, okay. And that's the only reason I knew. Yeah, ah, yeah. He, yeah, I'll have he a look at that. About, He talks about growing up on that island, so I'd, I'd recommend it. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll take a look. Sounds interesting. All right. Um, this one might be a bit trickier because you just said it's a little bit before your time. But against who did Steve Ball score his last goal for Wolves? A. Bradford. B. Berry. Or C, Burton Albion. It's B, I think. I think I've seen it. B is correct. Nice one. Yeah. All right. Next question. Connor Cody went over two years without missing a Wolves League match. But how many consecutive league games did he play? A, 84. B, 86. Or C, 88. Oh, I'm
0: guessing uh, I'll go C I think it's a guess He's uh, uh, actually B 86 uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright Last
1: question mate Raul Jimenez Is Wolves All time Premier League Top goal scorer With 34 goals But who did he Surpass To claim Top spot Is it A Stephen Fletcher B Kevin Doyle Or C Matt Jarvis A, I think. A is correct. Four out of five. That's a good effort, mate. Oh, I'm pleased with that. (laughs) Nice one. Um, Now, uh, one last thing I'd like to ask my guest is about music. So, uh, who are you listening to at the moment? Or who, yeah, who's, um, who who you listen to the most? Uh, Do
0: you know what? I've been listening to podcasts rather than music, but, um, I, I always listen to College Dropout like I always end up going back and listening to College yeah, Dropout nice. at some point point. Um, and uh, I listened to a podcast the other day and they were talking about my, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and they like they like break it down and what, what each song was about And so I listened to that not long ago again um, and then I was listening to The Streets original okay. product material the other day mm. um, I've got I, I, I've got like a bit of a mix but Say my favourite albums, probably College Dropout. I listen to that quite. I wouldn't say I listen to it all the time, but you know, one of them albums where you just, you think I haven't listened to that for a few months. Yeah, yeah, sick.
1: Yeah. All right, Yanni. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Uh, Any last words to the listeners?
0: No, no. Just uh, good luck with it, mate, and uh, I'm happy to come on again if you ever need me to. Oh mate, thanks a lot for that. And
1: honestly, it's I've really enjoyed this, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. No problem at all. All right. Uh, where can the people find you, Yanni?
0: Oh, I don't really have. Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I don't. I'm pretty boring, to be honest. <laughs> if you could, if you see me if you see me come to say hello, but I don't I don't really have I don't really bother with social media. Okay, fair. Enough. For myself, yeah. For myself, I think because I spend so long putting content out on the Wolves one, like. I'm on Twitter at I at Y Macaroonus or something like that, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm really worth a follow. Just <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I'm Wools fans listening to this. So. <laughs> all right, thanks, Annie. All the best, mate. Thank you, Annie. Yes, so that was Yanni Makarunas, video manager at Wolves Football Club. Again, massive big ups for him coming on. You know, this is someone that I've known for quite a long time. She went to the same school. He was a little bit older than me, but his journey is one that resonates with me just because, like I said earlier, it was something that I once wanted to do. So it's really good for me to, you know, have that conversation with him. I really enjoyed that and yeah man I hope he continues the great work he's doing uh, in the Wolves Media team Also I need to shout out Socky for making this happen so big up to yourself bro much appreciated and yeah man hope you all enjoyed that If you have any suggestions as to who I should get on to, on the show then out me. You can tweet me at Get to Know Pod, or you can um, you know drop a comment on the Insta. That's Get to Know Podcast underscore, or even in the Facebook group Get to Know, or at Get to Know Podcast. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm curious to know who you think would be good. Also, make sure you are following on those socials. And make sure you are subscribed to this so I don't want you missing any of the fire content that I'm going to be dropping in the foreseeable future. But back to suggestions, I'd love to get a stand-up comedian on here. So if you know someone, please get in touch. Anyway, let me recommend a TV show for you. This show is pretty funny, man. It's called Dave. So you can find this on BBC iPlayer or at least you could It should still be there But it's based on The true story of the rapper Lil Dicky I don't know if you've heard of him Probably He's he's a bit of a, a jokey sort of novelty-ish kind of rapper But he is actually pretty good But yeah he's, It's based on him He's actually playing himself And Basically it's about his come up It's really funny man Kevin Hart is one of the executive producers And there are a few cameos from rappers Like some pretty big rappers in there Um, And yeah, it's quite uh, It's easy watching man Easy watching, it's a good show It's like half an hour an episode I believe there are ten episodes in the series There's only one series But series two is coming But yeah man, it's a funny show man I definitely recommend you check that out. But yeah, I'm gonna call it a day. Big ups for listening. Honestly, all the regulars are seizure. If this is your first listen, become a regular. You know, there's plenty of episodes for you to check back on. And there's some cracking guests coming up. So, yeah, you don't want to miss these. Again, make sure you have followed on the socials. And, yeah, man, just big up yourselves. I want to say big up Larry David. Shout out Jurgen Klopp. And shout out all the people that are eagerly anticipating the opening of the gyms on April 12th. Until then, try and stay fit. Yeah. I've been doing some cycles Along the canal recently And they bang So Yeah man Try that out But yeah man pick up yourselves I'll be back next week Peace Love and guidance Safe